Hey all, this is Sean Gerber. Thank you for listening today, but before we get started, I have a couple of questions for you. Are you caught in the daunting maze of CISSP preparation, unable to find your way forward? That's precisely where I found myself when I began studying for the CISSP. Overwhelmed would be an understatement. There are now an ocean of CISSP training programs available, and are you unsure which ones to trust? I remember the struggle, but there was nothing accessible to me outside of the pricey boot camps. And that's precisely why CISSP Cyber Training came into existence, to illuminate your pathway towards acing the CISSP exam. At CISSP Cyber Training, I've forged the CISSP blueprint into a step-by-step guide to navigate you through the intricacies of the CISSP journey designed to provide you the direction and guidance you need to pass the CISSP exam confidently. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to what one of my students, Kevin Fallon, had to say about the CISSP blueprint. This is precisely what I needed in your course, direction. The blueprint is the perfect roadmap to stay on track. I appreciate its clarity and tangible sense of progress it brings. A phenomenal tool for revision. And then there was another from Christopher Wagstaff. Sean Gerber, your guidance was invaluable throughout the CISSP study and certification process. Thank you for breaking the monotony. Once you've wrapped up with the podcast, make your next stop, CISSPCybertraining.com, and let's together turn the tide in your favor, meeting your CISSP goals and catapulting your career in cybersecurity. Now, without further ado, let's get going. Giddy up. Welcome to the Reduce Cyber Risk Podcast, where we give you the tools you need to meet your regulatory requirements while helping keep the evil hacker horde at bay. Hi, my name is Sean Gerber, and I'm your host for this action-packed, informative podcast. Join me each week as I provide the information you need to best protect your business and reduce your company's cyber risk. All right, let's get going. Okay, in this episode, we're going to be talking about cybersecurity insurance and some key aspects you need to know as you're putting that within your business. Now, the one thing I've always struggled with was with insurance is basically the premium aspect, right? They make it sound so wonderful. Is this is a premium you're getting for your business? Well, I don't know much about much being a very much of a premium, but the interesting part though is you got to pay it, right? So it's more of an expense, but it's not really a premium. It's a premium expense. That doesn't sound too right. Doesn't sound right. But the one thing you got to consider is that when you are looking for insurance for your business, that is cybersecurity insurance, something that you can put in place that will substantially reduce the cost of your insurance. And that's the documentation around security practices and best practices that you put in place. If you do this documentation and you have these things in place, that's just like it's like having the good student discount on your insurance policies. That if you do these things and you can prove them, in many cases, it will dramatically reduce your your premium costs that you have to spend for the cybersecurity insurance for your business. Um, and, and that's they, that's the interesting part about all that is that, but you have to know what good looks like. And I'm going to be putting out some training around cybersecurity uh, standards and frameworks, and that will give you a litmus test on what really is what what good would potentially look like. It's not going to be all-encompassing, but at the end of the day, if you don't know anything about this, so let's just say, for instance, your whole job is to build this widget, and you're really good at building a widget. Well, 
you probably don't know much about cybersecurity. So we're going to put these frameworks in place so that you can use them to help you reach some level of acceptable risk as it relates to the security within your business. And that'll help you to understand what does quote unquote good look like. So one thing to consider is your the prices will fluctuate a lot based on the news. So if you get something that happens within your within the news that somebody's been hacked, bill's been hacked, so on and so forth, that that price of that insurance is going to fluctuate. Uh, as an example, this is a few years back, but the Anthem breach, and there was lots of public data that was compromised during this breach. Well, there was a 40% variance in the pricing the moment that thing hit, okay? And now, granted, cybersecurity insurance has also morphed over time. So back when that hit was probably about four, three, four years ago. Um, now it's in a situation where there's more and more policies out there. And so you need to decide when you want to buy. Now, if all of a sudden everything hits and there's a big hack, do you buy at that time your cybersecurity insurance? Well, maybe, maybe not. If you don't buy, you're, you're vulnerable. But if you do spend, you may overspend for that same level of insurance. Also, the other thing to think about is there's price negotiations. You can negotiate the price that you're trying to accomplish with your cybersecurity insurance. And you can use things like having a security framework, having other things in place, maybe a security person on retainer for you that you can put down as I have some protections in place. So versus being a business that doesn't have anything, you now go to these companies and say, you know what? I've got a guy that's on retainer. So a security professional is on retainer for me. And I've also got a security program in place and or I have put a framework in place that is watching what I do. So I know what my access is. I know who has access to this stuff. I know, do I have a, a, a antivirus program in place? So on and so forth. If you have those things that you're using, you can then go back to the insurance company and see if you can get some sort of discount around that space. And the one thing that's around the cybersecurity hacks that are occurring is that even though they are happening, there isn't a lot of actuarial data. So basically actuaries are the people that understand risk as it comes to the insurance space. Well, they know how often a tornado hits in, in Kansas, which has actually gone down quite a bit, but they know how often that occurs. They know how often a, a tornado or a, a hurricane may hit an area of the country or of the world. They understand that. So they can therefore plan out that risk for those insurance rates. Well, cybersecurity is still up in flux. And as more and more breaches occur, uh, that's also going to change the policy and the pricing around that policy. So some things you need to think about as you're looking at a policy and some potential costs that will quickly go beyond what a potential lawsuit would be. Uh, so again, that's what a, a typical a security policy might be around the lawsuit or around what the breach mitigation pieces of that are. You have to pay so much per disclosure of a certain record, whether it's privacy information and so forth. But there's other aspects and other costs that many times people don't consider unless you're in the cybersecurity world or you understand that that vernacular. One is incident response. Do you have a plan in place to deal with your incident response? Are you hiring somebody, bringing somebody from the outside to go do that? Some really good vendors that will do that for you, but that'll cost you and it can cost you some big money. A forensics experts. Okay, so now you've been hacked and you got to bring somebody in to actually find out what was compromised. That's an additional cost above and beyond what it would cost just to, to tell everybody that you've been hacked. New equipment. If the equipment's so bad, you got to get new equipment and it's just destroyed. That'll cost you something. Credit monitoring. And that's kind of the given, the credit monitoring piece of this. I want to pay for Experian credit monitoring for you, all the accounts that have been hacked. In re reality, that's a placebo. But they have to do it, right? It shows the public that you're doing something. 
reputational loss. That's in some cases can't be totally measured in the fact that if you get hacked and you lose all of your data, and if your business is all about data, so we'll use the example of, um, not Experian, um, ah, forgot it. The, the recent, um, <laughs> the recent hack that occurred within uh, the, um, gosh, I just lost it. The, the credit agencies, okay, they they ended up getting hacked, and that affected their bottom line. It affected what they do because their whole business is all about data. So that breach is is one that they have to be aware of. Rebuilding and recovering your network. Okay, so now your network's been hacked. You don't know what to trust, what you can and what you can't trust. So now you may have to rebuild it from the ground up. So that's a cost that you're not really necessarily thinking about. So this is kind of this episode. It was just a real brief introduction of some key aspects you need to be aware of as it relates to cybersecurity insurance for your business. All right, hope you enjoyed it. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening today as it was my pleasure to prep you for the CISSP exam. But are you interested in some free CISSP exam questions? Head on over to cisspquestions.com and sign up to join my email list and you will gain access to 30 free CISSP questions each and every month. That's a total of 360 questions just for signing up with CISSP Cyber Training. You will also gain access to other free resources, so just head on over to freecisspquestions.com or cisspcybertraining.com and sign up today. All right, have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you on the flip side. See you.